All right. All right. And welcome back to part two. Part two. In case you didn't know, because you're living underneath a rock, this is off the cuff. And I'm your host, Zoe. And I'm here with Taylor, the guest, the one and only, the soulmate, the bestie, the sister from a different mister. I don't know. Yeah, we are connected for show for show deep down. It's safe. It's comf. And go see my psychic. And I want her to be like, you guys have known each other in a past life. I was actually just saying that I really want to see a psychic because I have questions. Oh, mine was great. Holly, Holly healer. Amazing. 10 out of 10. Okay. I have questions. I, mostly my questions revolve around my family. I'm like so curious to see like how that's all going to go this next year. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I would I would love to see a psychic. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah, mine was really spot on. She really got into a lot of things that I was questioning and it was really cool. The last time I did a tarot reading, it was very accurate. Is that the one in Sedona? Yeah. You want to pull, pull some tarot for me right now? Live on the pod? Live yeah. on the pod. Tarot. Yeah. No, I can't. It's somewhere back there. Oh, steep. It's deep. Okay. Next time. How to find them. Next time. Um. Okay. So anyways, we're here to talk about plant medicines. We've mm-hmm. dabbled. We've um, dabbled. We've dabbed. We've dabbled. We've dabbed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, we have. I think it's all so legal. Use- so everyone needs to relax. Exactly. And if you hear something you don't like, it's alleged. So. And if you don't like it, fucking hang up. Exactly. Press pause. Exit out of the app. Take that stick out of your ass. Exactly. All positivity here. But um, Zoe's in our first, Zoe's in my first mushroom experience. Happened to be in Amsterdam. Our second time there. We stumbled into truffle shops and which were so bougie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like a dispensary here, but of truffles. So a fabulous first experience. We were a little bit nervous, obviously, like had never done them before with two of our other friends. And we went to the shop and downtown Amsterdam. We chatted with the girl. She recommended. um, I don't even remember what they were called. Oh, Atlantis. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, I kind of touched on this in the last episode, but as someone who has like a little bit of anxiety and who's just a true Virgo, I need information. Mm -hmm. And it was just like everyone who we had talked to kind of before who had done plant medicines or has done mushrooms, they all had like different experiences. And I was nervous I was going to see the devil a little bit. Or, like, have, like, a crazy trip where I'm, like, seeing shit that's not even there. Um, Which was not the case at all. It's very mellow. I mean, I feel like if you've ever done a really strong edible uh, weed brownie, this is tamer than that. Oh, way tamer and more peaceful. Very grounding. Super grounding. Like, we had the experience of doing it. We went to a park, one of the biggest parks in, over in Amsterdam. We walked around, happened to start raining. So we ended up going to this like weird dive bar nearby <laughs> where we talked to that sailor man for like an hour with his dog. And he was speaking Dutch to us 
but for some reason we understood everything he was saying yeah that it was, was like a wild. mixture of dutch and english and i am someone who's like i'm a little bit stranger danger and i felt like i talked to this man for he literally looked like sailor santa claus yes it was so crazy he's wearing like yellow rubber like overall <laughs> fisherman suit if that makes sense and this and... man in front of my eyes just started to change colors. He was going from green to purple to blue, like his whole being. Uh-huh. His aura. It was just like he was glowing. Yeah. That we was... rode the tram around. We ended up taking the ferry back across the river. Um, I th- It was just amazing. The colors were intense. I felt so, again, like you said, grounded. Euphoric. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to be outside. I wanted to just look around my surroundings and that's it. I mean, it literally started to pour rain and Taylor and I were on the same wave. We were like, we need to be outside. And so we, I mean, I'm trying to like just to describe this. It was, we were staying at a hostel and we're like, let's just go back. Cause I, I think maybe one of the other girls we were with wanted to go back. I don't remember, but Mm -hmm. we went back for whatever reason. And on the street if you're looking at the building there was these windows but they were almost pushed in so you could kind of sit on the ledge yeah and we were in the fetal position watching the rain watching the the trees yeah and I just felt I've never felt calmer I've never felt more like at peace and like almost I don't even know like true euphoria true like grounded Mm-hmm. energy connection everything Which, felt like it was breathing mushrooms in general are just the coolest thing in the world whether it's a psychedelic mushroom or just the nootropics they are such a superpower i am like obsessed so and i do feel like people i i do want to touch on this i am not a heavy like I, I don't even know. If, it doesn't even matter. I'm not a heavy drug person at all. I, I get definitely really nervous about it. Um, I think especially right now with like the Fenty, mm-hmm. it's not even worth it in my mind for like a 15 minute high. Goodbye. Don't care. Um, so I feel like there can be stigma around doing drugs. But you have to remember, this is very different than anything else. This literally comes from the earth. This is not a drug, I would call it. A plant medicine. Anything that's a drug is like man-made. Fentanyl, molly, cocaine. Like we're pumping chemicals into that. It's made by humans somewhere else. In a lab. Plant medicine like mushrooms or ayahuasca or, um, you know, tobacco. Like these all come from the earth. Therefore, depending on your intent on how you use it, marijuana, um, it can have really like spiritual and healing benefits. And it's like, of course you can abuse things, but at its root, I mean, in my opinion, you have to look at everything through a lens. And for me, I look at everything through a feminist lens and I look at everything through a historical lens. And you have to remember native cultures have always used plant medicines and it wasn't until they were colonized that these things became demonized. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking at things, not through a colonizer's point of view, you know, where, you know, these are traditional practices that have been banned for whatever reason, whether it's religion or fear or whatever, whatever. 
I'm like, people have been using these for thousands and thousands of years and mm -hmm. there's validity in that. And, you know, when you have a guide or you go into it, like you said, with the right intention, it's so beautiful. It is. And a lot of people do mushrooms or, you know, plant medicines for the party experience and to have a good trip or whatever, which is fine to an extent. But again, I do think that you unlock the real power of these tools when you go into it with a certain intention and they have a way of healing you from the inside out that other drugs or other therapies can't really do. I almost feel like pills and all that stuff. It's tough. I feel like in a lot of ways, those can be numbing or it's like a bandaid. Yeah. It's like a bandaid. You're not actually getting to like the issue. You're just numbing the pain or putting something on it to like disassociate and like forget about it. And the culture around them is just so over the top and like your mindset going into it because of that culture is not necessarily healthy. And I, I'm very, I'm speaking in umbrellas. Like I, you know, obviously there are exceptions to every rule, but of course, you know, when you, when you do mushrooms or you do ayahuasca or you're smoking weed, like at least in my experience, it's like, let's go sit outside you know, we're watch underneath the sunset or yeah. we're at a viewpoint or on a hike. Let's go watch. Let's, let's, let's sit underneath the full moon and like talk about life and question a lot of stuff and, you know, get really deep. And in a lot of ways, it's super, I don't know. It's almost like the shell gets ripped off your body and you're just exposed. And when we met, I mean, <laughs> We smoked a lot of weed when we first we did. met. We were sort of stoners in the beginning of our friendship. The beginning of our friendship was crazy. We were like working out 24-7, smoking a shit ton of weed, trying to survive our crazy roommate in college, moving to Italy. Like there was a lot happening. Yeah. You know, we used to sit on that my, that favorite porch ever. Mm -hmm. in Overlooking Mount Diablo. Yeah. and Gorgeous hills. And we just and we smoked just a day. We just talk. Remember when we recorded ourselves one time way back when? And we're like, this is one day when we have a podcast. I mean, we have in a lot of ways been talking about this for years. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm a true, like, I have no issues with weed. I feel like I've definitely used it to numb myself a little bit, which you do have Same. to be. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, you do have to be careful of that. And I think people say you can't become addicted to it. And I think that is wrong. I think you, can you totally can. To anything. Thank you. You can become if you can become addicted to tanning, you yeah. can become addicted to weed. You can literally become addicted to shopping, people, drinking, smoking, like cleaning. You can be addicted to literally anything. Hi. Um, but if you just I don't know, if you like use it as a tool for like creative expression or you know, a lot of introspection people... or whatever it might be, then like, awesome. Love that for you. And if um, you're using it to escape, then maybe check in, check in, see what, what you're escaping from. Are you smoking weed right now? Or are you not? Are you fully? Dry, I actually dry? haven't really smoked weed in a while. Um, the last time I smoked was in San Diego, actually, when I, so that was a couple weeks ago. Tea. Tea. Are you? Um, yeah. Nice. just feel like I don't have the time. I feel like at the end of the night, it's like nice for me. Um, 
to help me relax. I, I can be a little wound up mm-hmm. at times about stuff and it definitely does help me relax. Honestly, maybe I should get like a pen or some light edibles because I have not been sleeping lately. Oh, Literally, I sleep like I'm a baby. Such vivid dreams that I wake up and I'm like, wait, was I even sleeping? Why am I more exhausted from my dream? I'm like, my cortisol levels <laughs> back to cortisol. I used so, to be just a true J person. Like I was like J or die. Yeah. And right now I'm totally into just like the little pen. Oh, you guys have a pen? Well, I know Ebony always had a few. I just bought one. Nice. Okay. It doesn't stink. It's so easy. It do. Yeah. Um, I have one here, but it's like pretty much empty. So I haven't really hit it in a while. Um, yeah. And I just like, are... don't feel disgusting. Like sometimes at the end of the day, you've had a long day at work. You're busting your ass and you want to decompress. Oh, it's just like, I don't want to drink a glass of wine right now. Agreed. Agreed. Anyways, I digress. Back to the mushrooms. We loved it so much that we ended up doing it again. And when we got back home, we've each done it like a handful more times, probably more than a handful or two. But again, I think it's back to your intent with it. Do it with people that you love in a place that you love, or maybe do it alone and get introspective. I have some friends that use it again as more of a medicine route where they will take it. uh, Maybe they'll put a blindfold on and they'll put music on and they'll just kind of lay down and more so have an introspective journey, um, kind of similar to an ayahuasca experience. And I've had friends really journal and work through like some shadow work or just things that they needed to come to peace with. And a lot of things come up maybe on your journey that you didn't know you needed to work on. And it just, it has a way of really healing people. So yes. And if it's something that calls to you, I recommend doing it. I feel like it's a lot more mild than you would expect. And you don't have to always take a full amount, take half, take a quarter. You can always take more. You can always take more. So it's it's chill. Um, Taylor, I did want to ask you. So when you were in Peru, you did meet and dance with Mother Aya um, on, it was a week, right? You did a week long kind of retreat. Yes. Um, I would love to ask you about how that went. What set the stage of like this whole process of like this whole retreat? Of course. So I honestly have been interested in ayahuasca, I would say the last few years. I don't know what it was inside of me, but I've always kind of felt called to her and I've always done research on where you can do it and like what it was about and where it came from. And so when I was in Peru, I was like, okay, like I feel like the timing is right. And I looked at a bunch of different retreats. I asked a lot of people that I met on my travels as well, like where they did it or the best place was. And I ended up on this retreat set called arcana and they have two locations one in the jungle and one in the sacred valley and at that time i was in cusco so i looked up the one week i was free happened to be a wait list because the retreat was full signed up on the wait list and literally like three days before the retreat started they're like you've been accepted like make your payment here's what you need to know bada bing bada boom so it's kind of like stars aligned i was like holy shit all right i guess i'm going three days time let's go for it 
And it was kind of crazy because they have this whole list of things that you should eat and should not eat. Just you want to eat more of like a plant-based diet, um, no coffee, like no sex, no alcohol, like the week or two leading up to that, because you just want your body to be like as clean and as pure as it can be to accept the medicine in that way. I was like, oh shit, well, I've had three days to prep for this. So we'll see what happens. But um, it was amazing. It was, I describe it as intensely beautiful. And um, yeah, what do you want to know? Do you want me to just, like get right into it? Do you have like certain questions about it? Um, Yeah, get right into it. There's like something in my eye, but it's fine. Um, I yeah, guess my so- initial, my, okay. Actually, I do have a question. Please. What was your initial mindset going into this? Like you said you were called, but were you nervous at all? Were you feeling just excited? Like talk me through like your feelings. I think I definitely was a little nervous like underneath, but for some reason I was also so calm and I had like no worries at the same time. I just like knew it was right that I didn't really question it. And I remember I was on or in the bus on the way to the retreat center because it was about two hours outside of Cusco in the Sacred Valley. Okay. So you're in Cusco, you're in the Sacred Valley. Yeah. So we were on uh, or on the van to the Sacred Valley, which is about two hours outside of Cusco, hour and a half ish. And I was sitting next to this girl named Tammy and I was just chatting with her. I was like, so like, is this your first Aya experience? She's like, no, I have actually done it over 30 times. I've been called to it in the past like five or so years. I actually now run a retreat in Oregon where I like administer it to people or she doesn't administer herself. She has shamans for that, but she kind of runs this spiritual retreat. And so we were just talking about it and she was like, I can really see your aura and your energy. Like you are meant to be here. Like, first off, you're the youngest person here. You're one of the only people here solo. Like you're so brave for doing this. And uh, we were just talking about like how sometimes my dreams come true or I get like really, really strong feelings about things. And then like they happen and she was like, your intuition is very strong. Like I can already just feel that from you. And I think this is going to be a way to like tap into that more and like figure out maybe your purpose or why you're here or just kind of get more in touch with that. And so just chatting with her on that drive made me feel also so much more calm and ready for it. I love that. But there is about 17 of us total. Um, They had, everything was provided. So we had accommodation, we had food. The food was absolutely amazing. All like whole 30 type of foods. Like if it was any kind of meat, it was raised there, like in the Sacred Valley. The fish were from the river, like no ocean fish, no alcohol, all fresh fruits and veggies. And it was amazing. And the people that I met there were incredible. I call them my soul family. Um, and so we worked with two members of the Shipibo tribe and the Shipibo tribe is one of the most powerful families in the Amazon rainforest. Their mom, Hustina is like the main shaman. She is probably one of the most powerful shamans, I would say in the world from what I've heard. So we worked with two of her sons and you can just feel their energy. Like when, when they're there, like you can just kind of feel their presence. Um, but it was amazing. Like we did a lot of meditation, a lot of yoga to lead up to it, a lot of journaling. Um, we wanted to reflect on why we were there, what our intentions were from the ceremonies, what we wanted to get out of it, why we felt called to be there. Um, a lot of people had some really dark and like near death experiences or traumas that they wanted to work through, past life experiences. 
Um, so it was also just very beautiful hearing everyone's story and getting to like be a part of that. So you're, you're purifying your body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about the purifying your body. The first day we get there, we get like a calendar of the week and we have three ayahuasca ceremonies, two rape ceremonies, which is, um, the purest form of tobacco. So tobacco is considered one of the most sacred, actually the most sacred, um, and protection plant in the Amazon. Then we did one San Pedro ceremony, which is cactus. And there's an optional sapo or bufo ceremony as well. Um, but the first day you have to do a lemongrass cleanse. And when I tell you this was probably the hardest part of the entire week, you have to chug five liters of lemongrass tea in a span of 20 minutes. What? Now, literally five liters of water will kill you. So chugging five liters of lemongrass tea was sending me to hell and back. So wait, I'm so confused. Like, is the purpose of that to get you to vomit? Yes. They called it the vomitorium on the thing or the vomitivo or whatever it was called. But essentially, as you're chugging it, it gets to a point where you physically cannot drink anymore because your stomach is full and lemongrass like purifies your like toxins, like it helps release toxins. So you're chugging this and it's immediately projectile vomiting out. You chug more, boom, vomit, chug more, vomit. Like everyone is around out there in this outdoor area, just vomiting for like 30 minutes. So that are was, you in a field? Like, where are you? Yeah. You're like outdoor in this like grass area. Everyone's Do like finding their own spot. Or you just... Yeah. You're like chugging out of this gallon and then vomiting into a bucket and then chugging more and then vomiting. You're like crying. Oh, me feel it's, Ill. It was a lot. And then when I, when I was, I was like one of the last people to finish and I walk over to everyone because everyone's like sitting in the Maloka circle area. And I was like, skinty legend. And everyone just started <laughs> cracking up, dying. And I was like, huh get me out of this place not actually but (laughs) fucking a so yeah so you're fully cleansed fully cleansed and then talk me talk to me about the ceremony yeah so the first ceremony was i believe that monday night um you're not supposed to eat anything after 3 p.m ceremony started at eight and it went until about three in the morning each ceremony is going to be different but ours usually went from about eight to two eight to three but um, it's kind of crazy. The Right before the ceremony, we did yoga. And she's like, everyone pick a spot where you want to sit. I sat at this one. And like a, the card in front of my seat was Mother of Tears. And it was like this woman, like, it's okay to feel your emotions. Like, really cry it out. Maybe you haven't cried in a while. And like, I'm not someone that typically cries a lot. So it's like, oh, interesting. Like, card, cool. Well, during the ceremony, um, they kind of walked us through what you might experience and like different ways to purge and just, you know, what to expect, but also what you can't really expect anything. Um, and so one of the ways to purge is crying. So, uh, the whole entire first ceremony, I had tears like coming down my face. And after the ceremony hit me, I was like, Oh my God, I sat in front of the mother of tears, um, card. And I was pretty much crying the entire ceremony, which was so wild to me, but yeah, back to the ceremony part. It starts with the two shaman. They are blessing the whole room with mapacho. They go around, they bless everyone's head and they just are setting protection for the space. Like no negative spirits can get in. We're all safe. We're like in this maloka, nothing can break that. Um, we each go up individually. We receive our dosage of ayahuasca. The guys typically take a little bit more at first than the girls, just cause they're bigger. And you never know how the medicine is going to affect you. So yeah, we start with however much, 
And then you go back and lay down in your area. You have a bucket next to you. You've got toilet paper, you've got pillows, you've got blankets, you've got a flashlight that's covered in red tape because lights are really sensitive. You've got some apacho, which is tobacco. You've got like Palo Salto. Um, so you have like your whole little ayahuasca kit. Okay. I have questions. Now I'm speaking for the listeners. Are you really puking and shitting yourself that bad? No. Well, it depends. Like I said, there's different ways to purge. Purging can be shaking. It can be crying. It can be puking. It can be shitting your pants. It can be, you know, yawning. There's a lot of different ways to purge and that's just releasing energy. So all this energy is built up inside of you and it's being released. So for me, the way that I purged the first night was crying and yawning. Second night yawning. The third night I did vomit a couple of times. Some people vomit every single time. Some people never vomit like Tammy. She's done it over 30 times. She's never once vomited. What? So it really just Did you feel like on the m- most people were vomiting and puking? No, I would probably say about like five or six people were out of how many? 17. Okay. Um, but granted also caveat, I did it in the sacred Valley. I will say the energy there is very light and airy. Um, there were two people that came from actually four people, sorry, that came from a week in the Amazon rainforest at the Arcana up there. They did like a two week program. And they said pretty much every single person was vomiting up there. Mother Aya is grown in the Amazon. So that's her home. They also had about five to six more shamans. Um, Hustina also was up there. So the energy is magnified. They said tenfold. It is way more intense. You're also fighting off like crazy tarantulas and bugs and spiders and things. And you're in the freaking deep jungle. Like you access it by a boat two hours away. And then you go hiking to this like place so everyone was vomiting up there but i think it's just a different energy so how old is hustina i think she's in her like 60s or 70s gee Mm -hmm. um okay so then you're you're in it you're vibing how would you describe the feeling and is it like the other plant medicines we've talked about at all no completely different the main ingredient in ayahuasca is dmt So ayahuasca is a vine that's grown in the Amazon and you brew the vine with this leaf to make this medicine and your stomach enzyme from like digesting it. And then it allows the hallucinogenic or the DMT to kind of go into your system. And so once you take your medicine, you're laying down, they turn off all the lights and the shamans kind of start to sing and chant and they start to build on each other like this is a journey there's ups there's downs it gets really intense it mellows out it's a full-on five-hour journey and so some people it hits right away and they blast off for me it took a little bit longer to hit but I also think I didn't fully relinquish control so one of my themes was surrender and like release control so obviously like we're all laying in bed, they're singing, they're playing the guitar. Oh my God. It was the most beautiful music. Some of the facilitators there are also singing and you can just feel their spirits. I like the way I describe it is I was basically like transported out of my body and I was in a spiritual realm and I could see everyone's energy in the room. So I could really feel and see their auras and their spirit. I would say. Do they um, look like people or was it just like a like I'm trying no, to like, like describe it. It was very like I was in like almost outer space. Like I was in like the universe in a way. 
and everyone's spirit was there. And it, it was almost like they were animal, like futuristic kind of form. Like, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it was like whatever their energy and spirit portrayed, like that's what they were up there. And so I could really sense if people were going through a hard time on their journeys. Like I had just like, I knew who it was in the room and I'd be like, oh my God, they're going through a hard time. And I was sending them love. I was like, you got this. Like you are loved, you are protected. Like you're on this journey. Like you are going to be okay. And after our, um, or after we came out of the medicine, five different people came up to me and told me that they were connected to me their whole journey. And like I represented bravery and strength and love and they felt so connected to me, which I thought was so powerful. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I was literally sending you guys love. Like, I'm so happy that I was able to help. So you know what that yeah. makes me think of, um, and I've never done this. So you tell me if like what I'm picking up is real, but like back to mushrooms you know, they have the microbycillium that's underneath the earth and they're all talking like there's like wavelengths and they basically describe it as like the internet, like underneath the ground for mushrooms. Like they're all connected. There's all these webs and blah, 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 blah. Like mm-hmm. I almost imagine that just like in the fourth dimension and like there's all like this a, like, yeah, it almost like the fifth dimension. There's like just know. webs of connections and I don't know, like that's just like. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) It does. And I mean, everyone's going to have a different experience. They like to tell you that mother ayahuasca is going to give you what you need, not what you want. So you might go into the ceremony with one intention and she's going to show you something completely different that you need to have healed. Um, Like the guy that was next to me, he met his future children. He had a lot of past life experiences. He had to heal a lot of traumas from past lives. Like he was going through some crazy stuff. Um, a lot of people were. And so I felt like my experience was a little bit more mild. I was definitely more so connected with other people than I was myself at first, but in a way I felt like I was also lucid dreaming and sometimes I can control my dreams. So I felt like I was almost controlling the trip or like the journey, which is Mm -hmm. crazy because some of the people there were like, oh my God, you're not not supposed to control it. Usually like you should just blast the fuck off and she like takes you there. And I was like, interesting. I definitely felt like I was like navigating this, like plane that I was in and I could like dive into different parts of my life. And so another theme for me was self-love or love. And I felt so loved by all my people. And I felt so much love for all my people. And I had so much self-love too, which I think my inner child needed. So, yeah. I love that. Um, does anyone ever come out of it? Like kind of regretting it? Like, I feel like it's like such a transformative, intense thing. Like, does everyone feel I mean, obviously can't speak for everyone, but like, I'm not sure. Like it didn't seem like anyone regretted it there. Um, so when the people are coming out of the medicine or halfway through the ceremony, you have the option to go up and receive more medicine. If you want to go deeper into the journey, they always say, if you can't get up and walk up here, you don't need more medicine. So I went up every night to get more. Um, but at the end of the ceremony, the shaman calls each person up one-on-one and they do a personal Icaros. So they close out the ceremony by like chanting for probably like three to five minutes, a personal song to your spirit. And it like resonates with you. Like you feel like they're all around you. They're in you. Like they're just like flowing energy towards you. And then they close it out, blow Mapacho on you and like end the ceremony. And then the next day we have like a group share. So we're back there with the shaman and everyone's sharing about 
their experience. You don't get into like all the nitty gritty details, but just like the overarching theme, maybe what you saw, what you learned, how it made you feel. And everyone took a lot away from it. So no one on the retreat that I was on regretted it, but I'm sure maybe people see things that they didn't think they would see or how to come to face things that they didn't really want to face. Like the ego death is very common or dying and being reborn. That is so wild to think about. Um, I don't know. I, I know a few people who, who have done it actually. And for them, it has been one of the best, most transformative experiences of their entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem like a really, I don't know. It, it seems so intense. Like I would not just do it to do it. It's yeah. not one of those where you're like, I'm going to go take acid and trip. Like this is a type of experience that you do because you want to either work on some trauma. You want to, you know, get to know yourself on a different level. Maybe you want to figure out what your purpose is or you just feel called to do it. And so I would only do it if you feel called to do it. hundred percent. Wow. That is so amazing. And so we did three ceremonies of that. And, um, the last night is the only night that I purged, but it's kind of weird. Like I wasn't like throwing up really anything because we didn't eat after like 1 PM or 3 PM. We're not allowed to drink any liquids either. And so my theme for that night was like, show me what doesn't serve me anymore. And, you know, I had a lot of big decisions to make. Like, did I move back home? Did I, I was job interviewing at the time. Like, do I move to San Francisco? do I put all my stuff in storage and keep traveling? Like I just had a lot of like decisions coming my way. And so one of my themes was like showing, show me what doesn't serve me anymore. And she was highlighting all these things in my life and things that I've done and like potential futures. And then all of a sudden it got like this really overwhelming feeling. And I just grabbed the bucket and I was like throwing up for probably like three minutes, but it wasn't like, I don't know what I was throwing up. It was like energy. It was so crazy. And after I purged and got that out, like all that went away then it was like only like positive things that I was like seeing. Now that you're like past it, do you see any of those like kind of visions that you saw like coming to fruition? Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Like I'm currently here in San Francisco and mother Aya definitely showed me that I am a healer and that I can like, that I'm an empath and can connect with people on like a different level than some people can. And so I've been exploring what that looks like and digging more into my spirituality and more into what that means for me. So uh, it's been very eye-opening. There's been a lot of weird synchronicities. Um, I've chatted with a lot of people from my group as well and just checked in with them and see how they're doing. Um, But a lot of them have really beautiful stories. And even the facilitators there, they've all done ayahuasca a handful of times or more. And just hearing like their life-changing stories. Some of them have died and were reborn. Some of them were near death and it saved them. Uh, some people were addicted to uh, meth and amphetamines and now are completely sober living like a great life. So just, it was also beautiful for me seeing how it healed other people. I feel like the moral of the story is have your own thinking. Don't let certain things be demonized and don't let certain things be celebrated and really just look into the history and the purpose and the intention and then make your own decisions on if you want to like experience with like mind bending kind of whatever's Mm -hmm. I think if you feel called to do something try it and you can always make yourself be in a special place with special people so that you're comfortable 
My one thing I will say, if you are taking any sort of, this is your big sister talking now. Mm -hmm. If you are taking any sort of hallucinogenics, any sort of mind altering chemicals, please don't do it. If you have a history potentially of mental illness, or if you've had brain injuries, or if you've had, you know, things happen to your brain because all of the, the horror stories I've ever heard are from people who, who have brain issues that are not their fault. Just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And always do it in a safe place with people that you trust. Um, again, there's a lot of things out there that are very commercialized or like touristy or, you know, just with bad intent. So always do your research, like feel safe, trust your intuition. And yeah. Yes, this was a very healing episode. And um, I always like to say, if you have any questions, you can DM me or Taylor. Um, Taylor, tell them where to find you. My Instagram is at Tayham, T-A-Y-Y-H-A-M. Here for questions. Give me a like, give me a follow, throw in a comment, you know the drill. I'm considering opening up a, um, like a comments forum, like something super low key. Um, so if you'd be interested in that, let me know, let Taylor know. Um, and if you guys do have any other questions about any of these topics, like we do love to talk about it. We'll talk about it again. I'm sure. We're um, oversharers if you haven't noticed. Yeah. So yeah. let us know what you must share. And I, I personally feel like I need to do some mind bending soon. I, I want to feel grounded. I just want to have like a moment of like gratitude and be really intentional with it. Um, so I might be doing that soon. And Ayahuasca. or just, I don't know if I can handle mother Aya. I respect I mean, her. Of course you have I to love have her. her. Mm-hmm. I think she's doing God's work. Do I necessarily feel called in that way I don't know and if you guys want to know more about my journey and you know people's experience on my retreat I also did try San Pedro and Sapo and Rape so if you guys have questions or just want to get to know more tea about tea. The way I'm always here if you want tea from tea let yeah me know. we can do a whole nother episode on those ones I think but anyways thank you so much for listening you guys seriously Live your best lives. We love you. We're here for you. We're your older sisters. Hey. Um, you can find me at Zoe Rubens on Instagram and Zoe Rubens on TikTok. And we just so appreciate you listening. Thanks, guys. And thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Bye.